Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Babyface, Sir Rod Stewart, Geraldo Rivera, Treat Williams, Rick Ross, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy, and you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter, yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number 1. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 73 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening or wherever you are in the world. Thank you again for just taking the time and to listen to my show. Well, you know, we June is almost over. We, this is the last two weeks, 
And today is the first day of summer. That's right. The first day of summer, summer solstice. And uh, we just finished celebrating Father's Day. Uh, We just finished celebrating Juneteenth, which was made a federal holiday here in the United States in 2021 to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. And um, this has been a very busy month for me. Two graduations back-to-back, a birthday, like I said earlier, Father's Day. So it's been a very uh, busy busy month for your girl here. So how is everyone doing? How has everybody been? I hope you had a great week so far. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Sir Rod Stewart. Uh, he's in the process. No, I'm sorry. Babyface is speaking out about working uh, on his own headline tour after coming off the heels of his controversy tour with Anita Baker. i tell you what he's planning to do. Uh, Sir Rod Stewart is trading rock and roll. I'll tell you what genre he's thinking about doing. And uh, Geraldo Rivera is no longer uh, getting ready to appear on the popular Fox News program, The Five. I'll tell you what happened. And Treat William, who we just lost last week, uh, was finally laid to rest yesterday at a funeral ceremony in Vermont. And uh, Rick Ross has saved a health care facility from closing. And that's just the beginning of the show. So uh, how has everybody been? Um, you know, once again, like I said, today is the first day of summer. It's supposed to be the longest day of the year. And uh, I don't know about you, summertime is one of my favorite seasons of the year because, you know, the weather is warmer, longer days, the sun's setting at 8 p.m. You just get so much, and especially if you're not a morning person, say you just get up like like around noon or midday, you still have the rest of the day to enjoy it, you know, because it's it stays daylight longer, so... Well, uh, yeah, we wasn't on the air for the past two weeks. Like like I said earlier, my I've been very busy. Two graduations back to back. I just celebrated a birthday, so it's been a very busy month. Uh, one of the busiest since I started this show over thirteen plus years ago. So, uh, but I'm not complaining. It's all good in the neighborhood. So let's get started uh, with today's show. Uh, Babyface is speaking out, and he's working on his own headlining tour. And on the heels of his controversy with Anita Baker and her songstress tour, the crooner made the surprise announcement during his recent appearance on the Jason Lee show. And during his sit-down, Faith addressed the allegations of cyberbullying made by the Rapture singer, but after a smooth diversion, he confirmed that the highly anticipated tour is coming. No other details were shared regarding the upcoming live affair, but the acclaimed singer and songwriter did share a tidbit regarding SZA and his Girls' Night Out compilation compilation album. Uh, SZA was supposed to appear on the crooner's latest LP that featured her contemporaries like uh, Money Long, Ella May, Kalani, Ari Lennox, Tiana Major, Nine, and uh, Coco Jones. And after asking 
her to be part of the album. He explained she came to his studio and recorded several songs. We're talking about SZA, Snooze being one of them. And throughout the episode, which will premiere online soon, Babyface discusses his signature sunglasses look, his verses with Teddy Riley, why he doesn't like being a label executive, and what really happened the night he didn't perform on the Songstress tour, his relationship with his 33-year-old girlfriend, and more. And also, June is also Black Music Month. So throughout the month of June, we get to celebrate uh, the R&B genre. Uh, we also get to celebrate reggae music and all uh, hip-hop. And as also hip-hop turns 50, this is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. So it's a very exciting month. It's also Pride Month as well. So June is a big month. Uh, in on the calendar, that's for sure. A very big month, a lot of things going on. And uh, uh, Sir Rod Stewart is uh, trading rock and roll for swing. The veteran performer wants to take on new challenges in the recording studio because he's determined to leave all the rock and roll stuff behind and has revealed he laid down a new swing album with piano man Jules Holland. Now uh, this is what uh, this is what Sir Rod Stewart said. He said, "Quote: I'm actually stopping. I'm not retiring, but I want to move on. I had a lot of success with the Great American Songbook, All American Standards, so I want to go in that direction. I want to leave all the rock and roll stuff behind for a while. Maybe everything has to come to an end sooner or later. I'm really looking forward to doing something else, especially singing with Joel's band." It's border on rock and roll anyway. It's just not Maggie May and do you think do you think I'm sexy? Unquote. As well as walking away from rock and roll, Rod is also said to be moving back to his native UK after putting his home in Los Angeles on the market. He's said to be keen to spend more time in Britain, especially as his wife Penny is working as a volunteer police officer in London. Ah. Uh, such a shame because I was a big fan of Rod Stewart back in the day. My favorite song is Do You Think I'm Sexy and uh, Young Hearts. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Geraldo Rivera said, He's no longer appearing on the popular Fox News program, The Five, but that he's still a network correspondent for now. The news come two weeks before Rivera, who's been relaxing in Hamptons Bay, according to his Twitter feed, celebrates his 80th birthday. Now, Rivera off, uh, often offered a moderate voice to the nearly 12-year-old afternoon program hosted by Janine Pirro, Dana Perino, Greg Gutfeld, and Jesse Waters. Uh, Rivera tweeted earlier last month that a couple of his planned appearances on the fire had been canceled and assumed there was a good reason. That scheduling change came a week after Rivera criticized disgraced Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who was taken off the air in late April after a defamation suit brought against the network uncovered racist and otherwise offensive text messages sent by Carlson. Fox News paid a record $787.5 million to stop that lawsuit from going to trial. Carlson famously promoted dubious narratives undermining the attack on the U.S. Capitol and suggesting that showering government conspiracies target his radical right-wing audience. Fox News watcher loyal to Carlson, who occupied the network 8 p.m. primetime slot, attacked Rivera and the network online in response to his criticism. Rivera was also known to clash with conservative commentator Dan 
Bongino, whom he called a son of a bitch during an April debate on primetime program Hannity. And on that same program a few weeks later, Rivera dismissed Bongino as a punk. Now, Fox News had not responded to a request for comment as of Wednesday afternoon. The outlet website still lists Rivera as a rotating co-host on The Five. He joined the network as a, uh, a war correspondent in 2001. Treat Williams was laid to rest at a funeral ceremony in Vermont on Tuesday. The ceremony was attended by family and friends. One day after an intimate memorial service was held at the actor's home, a farm in the town of Manchester, Vermont, where he lived with his wife, actress Pam Van Sant. Uh, the couple shared two kids, Gil, 31, and Ellie, 24. Williams died on June 12 at the age of 71 after being involved in a motorcycle accident. His death was confirmed to people by his agent of 15 years, Barry McPherson, who described Williams as a talented actor and the nicest guy. Williams' acting career dated back to 1975 when he made his film debut in the thriller Deadly Heroes with Don Murray and James Earl Jones. Along the way, the versatile actor starred as George Berger in the film adaptation of the Broadway musical Hair, which earned him his first Golden Globe nomination. And from 2002 to 2006, he portrayed Dr. Andrew Andy Brown on Everwood for four seasons. His effort earned him two SAG Award nominations for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama Series. Williams also appeared in movies like Steven Spielberg 1941 and What Happened in Vegas, as well as the TV shows including Blue Bloods, Chicago Fire, and Chesapeake Shores. And following the announcement of Williams' death, many of Williams' fans Friends and co-star honored the actor on social media, including Tom Selleck, Gregory Smith, Laura Dern, Mary Lou Henner, Jonathan Bennett, Chris Pratt, Sarah Drew, Melissa Gilbert, Wendell Pierce, and Kim Cattrall. Uh, when I heard the news about Treat, uh, Treat Williams, uh, yeah, I was sad because I remember Treat Williams from a movie uh, that I saw on HBO a long time ago. It was called... It was a very sexy, seductive, uh, suspense thriller called, I think it was Third Degree Burns. And it, uh, oh no, I think it was Third Degree Burns. And it was starred uh, Treat Williams. It also had Virginia Madsen uh, in it. And uh, it was, that was one of my first, uh, movies that I've seen with uh, Treat Williams. Third Degree Burn, it came out in 1989. And if you haven't seen that movie, you, you should t- you try to look it up and see if it's streaming somewhere. But, uh, yeah, that was a really uh, a very seductive movie. It also starred, um, what's the actress' name? Uh, F. She's a black English actor, uh, actress. Um, I'll think of it. But it was one of those movies. Uh, It reminded me of the flavor like Nine and a Half Weeks with uh, uh, with Kim Basinger and uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, It had that kind of flavor. But yeah, sorry to hear that Treat Williams died in a motorcycle accident last week. 
Uh, right now we have 17 minutes after the hours. You're just tuning in. You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I try to bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And if you can't listen to the show in its entirely, it is an hour show. You can always listen back uh, to the archives here on Block Talk Radio and on the That's Entertainment uh, Facebook page or Twitter page. You can always go back and listen to the archive. We, you can also catch it on Stitcher, iHeart uh, Radio, and on um, and on the uh, also the other TuneIn and also on the Apple Apple. So uh, definitely, if you can't. Tune in and hear the show, and you're not a registered listener here on Block Talk Radio. Those are all the other outlets that you can uh, tune in and listen to the show. Uh, Rick Ross has saved a health care facility from closing. That's right. Upon learning that a Fayette County clinic was in danger of stopping its operation, the money in the gray wrapper showed his generous nature by unhesitatingly giving away $30,000 in donation. And on Monday, June 19, the 47-year-old rapper arrived at Fayette Care Clinic to give more than $30,000 check directly to the clinic's executive director, Geneva Weaver. And according to TMZ, the artist heard that the clinic is in danger of closing due to the lack of funds from his lawyer, Steve Sato. Now, during his visit, Rick spoke to local media, WSB-TV, about the reason why he donate, donated, and he's, uh, the clinic like this means a lot to him, he said. He said, quote, I lost my father at an early age, and I felt like one of the reasons I lost him so early was because of his lack of health care. Unquote. Now, Rick further expressed his commitment to to continue assisting the health care facility. He also added that this is just the start, and he looks forward to continuing to help out as much as he can, as much as possible. And he considered fa- the clinic as family and friends and, of course, neighbors. Geneva additionally revealed that most of the funding for the clinic was obtained from fundraising grants and donations. Rick donation was apparently the largest amount of money the clinic has ever received from an individual donation. This was not the first time Rick showed his kindness to others. He previously offered Don Lemon a new job after the new anchor was fired from CNN. Monica is finally launching her Mo Talk radio show and is set to air live on Saturday, June 24th at 3 p.m. on Apple Music. We're talking about Monica the singer, the R&B singer. Uh, with Mo Talk Radio, the beloved So Gone Songbird will bring the R&B music of the 90s and 2000s to life with specially curated mixes by DJ Baby U, commentary, one-of-a-kind insight, and candid interviews. On the premiere episode featuring Shaquille O'Neal, Monica opened up about the narrative behind The Boy Is Mine, while Shaq shared his favorite records, talked philanthropy, described how to treat the perfect woman, and how he considered his ex-wife, Shawnee, to be that. Motok precedes her highly anticipated R&B and country albums, which may see delays despite their slated release date. Nia Long is set to tell her story in her own words, exclusively reported by Essence Magazine. The 52-year-old is releasing a memoir focusing on her career, motherhood, and activism. Additionally, the work will feature untold stories and personal reflections from the leading lady. 
This is what Nia said. She said, quote, I'm thrilled to have found a home for my memoir at Gallery and 13A. My steps to finding divine purpose have been thoughtful and intentional. For better or worse, you will find truth and transparency Transparency in the storytelling sprinkled with 90s nostalgia, unquote. And according to the outlet, 13A is named for the amendment that abolished slavery. The imprint of Simon Schuster focuses on publishing the leading black voices in sports, entertainment, lifestyle, and other areas. Straight Shooter, a memoir of second chances and first takes by Stephen A. Smith, also published by 13A, is set to be released later this year. The book will explore the greatest highs and deepest lows of his life and career, including his hiring, firing, and rehiring at ESPN, and a life-threatening battle with COVID-19. The Flash is off to a slow start on the Juneteenth holiday weekend, while it merged victoriously with a number one debut on the North American box office, the superhero adventure sharing Ezra Miller failed behind expectations with an estimated $55.1 million for the, the three-day frame and projected $64 million for the four days. Going into the weekend, announcing expected that The Flash to earn at least $70 million in its first three days, but it ended up failing behind another disappointing DC title, Black Adam, which collected $67 million in its opening weekend back in October 2021. Overseas, the uh, It Homer, Andy Muschietti, Directed movies also facing challenges. It opened to 72 million from 79 markets, including a dismal 38 million in China, and it has so far collected 130 million globally through Sunday, June 18. And prior to its release, The Flash was plagued with negative headlines related to its star Miller's antics. The actor faced several legal issues before they agreed to seek treatment for complex mental health issues back in August of 2022. And with the studio support, the 30-year-old resurfaced just in time for the film premiere in Hollywood on June 12. And having so much confidence in the flag, DC studio co-chief James Gunn dubbed it one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Critics were mixed, but it received 67% fresh reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. But The Flash isn't the only new release which had a disappointing debut this weekend. Uh, Pixar's Disney animated film Elemental uh, arrived at second place with an es- only an estimated $29.5 million despite early positive reviews following its premiere at the Cannes Festival. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is fourth down one place to number three with an estimated $27.8 million, dropping nearly 50% in its, hard, uh, in its third weekend. And Transformers Rise of the Beast dropped fast to number four with approximately $20 million after only two weeks in theaters. The Little Mermaid died two places down to number five with approximately $11.6 million, followed by comedy horror film The Blackening, which opened to $6 million at number six. And another new release, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, delivered an impressive opening with an estimated 790000 from only six theaters, averaging about 131000 before it expanded nationwide next weekend. It boosts a star-studded cast that includes Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Steve Carell, Margot Robbie, and many others. And for-
Former The Daily Show star Trevor Noah is returning to hosting, this time on a new Spotify podcast. Noah will host a weekly program for the streaming platform in which he explored the hottest and most captivating topics of the moment. Uh, that's what Spotify announced on Tuesday. The podcast is expected to launch later this year. Noah replaced Jon Stewart on Comedy Central The Daily Show in 2015 and hosted the late-night program until his last episode aired in December. The New York City set show has not named Noah's permanent replacement, instead turning to weekly guest hosts before the ongoing Hollywood writers' strike halted production in May. The South African-born Noah has also hosted the Grammy Awards in each of the past three years, and Noah additionally comes less than a week after the announcement that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Spotify podcast, Archetype, was ending after one series. Barack and Michelle Obama also parted ways last year with Spotify after their podcast partnership. Right now, we have uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up... Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the uh, the death of Days of Our Lives alum actor Cody Longo, who died earlier this year. We found out uh, the autopsy results have came in, so we find out how he died. And former castmate of The Sopranos uh, star James Gattafini paid tribute as Monday marked the 10th year anniversary of the actor's death. And A&E has revealed the preview for his upcoming series, Hip Hop Treasure, which is led by LL Cool J and Ice-T. And Kanye West's canned TV show, A Little Inappropriate, has found its way online. And the uh, Jordan Peele and Selena Gomez are developing an image comic called Coyote into an Amazon Prime series. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you dare go anywhere.
The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have here 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from my girl Victoria Monet featuring Bandru Batten and Patti Gaz. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about the... Uh, and also, you know, June, again, if you hadn't heard uh, or haven't known, that June is Black Music Month. So this month we always play some of our favorite uh, artists from the R&B genre or reggae or you name it. So uh, that was uh, my girl, Victoria Bonet. Um before we went to the music break, uh, the medical examiner determined that the, the alcohol consumption led to the death of Days of Our Lives alum Cody Lang- Longo uh, earlier this year. 
the autopsy report cited by TMZ lists Lungo's cause of death as chronic ethanol abuse and note that the manner of his death was natural. The report also said that the active body was found in a state of decomposition uh, with alcohol bottles nearby. Now, Longo was found dead in a resident in Austin, Texas in February after his wife, Stephanie, asked police to check on him, as TMZ reported at the time. Now, a family member told the site that Longo had long struggled with alcohol abuse and had checked into rehab the previous summer. Longo also took a plea deal for a DUI case in 2013 and was ordered to attend alcohol education classes. The actor shared three young children with Stephanie, uh, according to People, and Longo played Nicholas Alamein on Days in 2011. He was also known for starring as Eddie Durant in the 2012 Nick at Night drama Hollywood Heights. His other TV credits in the early to mid-2010s include roles in the TV shows Make It or Break It, CSI New York, Nashville, and Secret and Lies. Now, former castmate of the Soprano star James Gandolfini paid tribute as Monday marked the 10th year anniversary of the actor's death. Among them was Michael Imperoli, whose uh, soprano character, Christopher Moltisanti, was the protege of Gattafini's mob boss, Tony Soprano. Now, Gattafini, who was born in Westwood, New Jersey, died of a heart attack in 2013 at the age of 51. Three months later, his romantic drama film, Enough Said, uh, co-starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus, hit theaters. Again, the feeding won three Emmys for The Soprano, which aired for six seasons on HBO from 1999 to 2007. A prequel film, The Many Saints of Newark, came out in 2021 with the actor's son, Michael Gandolfini, uh, playing a younger version of Tony. Michael Gandolfini, uh, his son, uh, paid tribute to his dad on Sunday for Father's Day. A&E has revealed the preview for the upcoming series Hip Hop Treasures. Led by LL Cool J and Ice-T, the show finds the veteran rapper alongside film collectors and museum curators telling the story of some of hip hop's greatest artists and the items that made famous. The series is set to premiere on August 12th. Mirabilia feature on Hip Hop Treasure include the notorious B.I.G. iconic jersey from the Juicy video, Flavor Fave Clocks, DMX, Aaliyah's Car, and more. Hip Hop Treasures was established with an exclusive partnership between A&E, Pulse Films, LL Cool J, Rock the Bells, and the Universal Hip Hop Museum. The series offers unprecedented access to artists such as DMC, Run DMC, uh, CeeLo Green, Flavor Flav, Fat Joe, Tre- Tretch from Naughty by Nature, uh, Master P, Soldier Boy, and many more. Hip Hop Treasures also featured tributes to the notorious B.I.G., DMX, Biz Marquis, and Coolio last on-camera appearance before his passing in 2022. Phil Collector, Cypher Sounds, and Yo-Yo, Chief Museum Curator Paradise Gray, and Curator Pete Nice also joined the aforementioned uh, talents on the hip-hop field journey. The project honors the music legends with some of the items being brought back to the birthplace of the culture, the Bronx, to be put on display at the Universal Hip-Hop Museum. The museum is poised to become the official record of hip-hop and is currently in the process of building the world's largest hip-hop memorabilia collection. It is set to open in 2024. 
Kanye West's uh, canned TV show, A Little Inappropriate, has found its way online. YouTube user Jirachi uploaded the pilot episode to the video sharing site on Sunday, June 18, showing the clearest vision of what Ye wanted to bring to HBO. Jirachi ripped the archive footage from uh, uh, what's the director of uh, Bora and Seinfeld writer Larry Charles' personal Vimeo account. And according to Far Out magazine, West scrapped the two, uh, 2007 show draws inspiration from his time on Entourage and his love for Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. In the 29-minute pilot, Ye travels with his team to a CD signing as he attempts to navigate his unhinged life. And as the episode progresses, West visits a Make-A-Wish Foundation child who the rapper discovered isn't fatally ill. A little inappropriate cast include Kim Whitley as his mother, Don C, G, uh, GLC, Jeff Garland, and comedians J.B. Smooth and Wyatt Senek. Now, Kanye's music also appears in the HBO series opener with tracks like Get Em A High and uh, Jay-Z Take Over, soundtracking scenes throughout his CD signing shenanigans. Senek uh, spoke about the show with Vulture back in 2013, detailing the scrap show Inner Workings, explaining how Ye crafted his comedic approach to the potential HBO series. The outlet also reported that the Chicagoan has already begun conducting a press tour for the first season, speaking with Nelson George, Professor Boyce Watkins, and Cornell West. However, West brand of David is humor. Uh, didn't translate on the screen, and the Premier TV network scrapped the project. Uh, Jordan Peele and Selena Gomez are developing Image Comic Coyotes into an Amazon Prime series. Film Update reported this. Uh, the songstress joined the project as an executive producer, while Peel is attached to his Monkey Paw production banner. And as an executive producer, Sean Lewis will also be lending his eye to the Prime video series. The outlet reports that there are no current plans for Selena to lead her acting chops to the series, but the project is still in early development, so things could change. However, casting by Coyotes have yet to take place, and the series production has paused due to the current on going 2023 writer's strike. Coyotes was described as Kill Bill meets The Last of Us with a mythic element. Film updates detail the synopsis as a story following a town in the desert where women are mysteriously going missing. And while Coyotes await the end of the writer's strike, Pill is gearing up for his fourth movie. And according to Variety, Jordan Pill's fourth movie will arrive in theaters on December 25, 2024. Universal Pictures added the movie Untitled Fourth Film, directed by Jordan Pill, to the slate of coming soon releases in March of 2023. Uh, the mysterious film, which debuted three months after the release of Untitled uh, Monkey Paw Horror Thriller, an unknown movie created by Pills Monkey Paw Production Company. The follow-up to Nope will also rock theaters a week after James Cameron Avatar 3 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, both set to hit the streets on December 20, 2024. However, there isn't any information on the upcoming cinematic experience with a scarcity of news regarding the project synopsis, cast, and genre. 
Squid Games is set to return for season two with some new faces. On Saturday, June 17, Netflix unveiled new and returning cast members for the sophomore season of its most watched series ever. The news was shared in a video screening at this year's Tundum event in Brazil. It was revealed that Lee Jung Jae, uh, Lee Young Hung, and Wee Han Jun and Gong Yo will all return for the new season. Meanwhile, the newcomers, including former K-pop group ZA member Am Siwon, no, I think it's Am Siwon, who is uh, known for his role in The Attorney the, and The Emergency Deca- Declaration. Uh, he's joined by uh, Kang Ha Newell from Midnight Runners. And when the Camilla blooms, Netflix Korean hit the glory, actor Park Sung-hoon, and Disney Plus popular K-drama Connect star Yang Dong-gun, uh, there's no words on what characters they will play. And at the event, Netflix also confirmed that Won Dong-yuk will would return to direct and executive produce the entire season. The new season is scheduled to begin its production later in 2023 as it eyes for a 2024 premiere. Sean Mendes has finally made a stage comeback. Nearly one year after canceling his Wonder World tour, the If I Can Have You singer surprised concertgoers by joining Ed Sheeran on the stage during the latter concert for duet performances. Uh, on Saturday, June 17, Sean joined Ed during the f- former tour stop at the Rogers Center in Toronto, Canada, offering an unsuspected crowd with surprise duets. The two singers teamed up to deliver the latter 2011 hit single, Lego House. The Senorita singer and the Thinking Out Loud singer also treated concert goers to another stage collaboration with the former 2017 hit, There's Nothing Holding Me Back. And for the surprise duet, the two musicians screamed, strum with their acoustic guitars. Uh, Sean's surprise appearance at Ed concert came nearly a year after he pulled the plug on his Wonder World tour due to mental health issues. Right now we have here 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I'll, be, I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Oh. 
as she was forced to cancel her set at Lee Mert Park uh, Juneteenth Festival. Things were okay until it was time for the R&B star to perform as social media users suggested that multiple crowds stampede caused disruption at the festival, which was hosted by Amazon Music Live. Following the cancellation, Jasmine took to her Instagram account to address the matter without revealing why her set was called off. The In Love With Another Man hitmaker wrote, quote, I'm so di- disappointed we couldn't come together and celebrate Juneteenth. And for those who don't know, Juneteenth was made a federal holiday in the United States in 2021 to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. The acclaimed singer went on to urge fans to leave the venue as she said, if you're still at the park, please leave. The show is canceled. It's currently still unknown what caused the stampede. Some accounts on Twitter claimed that there was a shooting, while others said that people panicked over fireworks. Some people, however, called it misinformation, stating that there was poor crowd control and two shoving incidents. There's no official statement regarding the matter or whether they're a victim in the incident just yet. Johnny Depp is officially back on the road following his ankle injury. The actor, who's now 60, was photographed on stage with his band Hollywood Vampires at the Pink Pop Festival in the Netherlands Saturday and backstage at Gross Pop Metal Meeting in Belgium Sunday after fracturing his ankle last month. Depp looked happy to be back as he was seen performing with bandmate Alice Cooper, as well as smiling backstage next to Def Leppard Joe Elliott in a photo shared on the band's Instagram on Sunday. Though he played a show in Romania a week and a half ago, Depp weekend run was his longest since the injury. He returned to the stage with Hollywood Vampire member Cooper, Tommy Harrison, and Joe Perry about a week after the band recommenced their tour. In May, Depp announced that he would temporarily be stepping back from performing due to his injuries on Instagram. 
And Melly, uh, Missy Elliott may be the queen of rap, but she's reminding fans that she's human too. In a cover story interview with Essence Magazine published on Tuesday, the Get Your Freak On rapper opened up about her mental health and what she learned over the years. Recalling a dark period in her life over a decade ago when she was diagnosed with Graves' disease and autoimmune disorder, the rapper said that it made her realize she didn't have to be strong and put together all the time. Uh, and this is what she said. Uh, she said that uh, she said now I'm fine with being like, hey, I got anxiety or I went through depression. Uh, this is what she told the outlet. And even the biggest artists or just the regular everyday working people will all go through shit. We all do, and it's okay to say, hey, I'm not okay today. The Lose Control rapper, uh, born uh, Melissa Arnett Elliott, also reflected her anxiety as a child. Uh, she said that I think there's a lot of things were brushed up under the rug for me growing up, and probably also for a lot of people, addict of the pandemic. She said, I had so much time to just think of childhood stuff and all kinds of stuff. Uh, she also included, concluded that that's what makes us human. Elliot, who made the list in the first year of eligibility, uh, is set to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on November 3rd. Elliot will be uh, inducted alongside Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and the Spinners in the performer category. Taylor Swift has taken her era tour across the pond and around the world. On Tuesday, the anti-hero singer unveiled a slew of international shows in 2024 in Europe, Asia, and Australia. And after a break in December and January, the tour will kick back up again in Tokyo, Japan, and will follow with steps, uh, stops in major cities like Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Australia, Singapore, Paris, Stockholm, Sweden, Lisbon, Portugal, Portugal Madrid, Spain, Lyon, France, Edinburgh, Scotland, Liverpool, United Kingdom, Cardiff, UK, London, Dublin, Amsterdam, Zurich, Milan, Hamburg, Germany, Munich, Warsaw, and Vienna. She'll wrap the tour with two final shows in London in August of 2024. Now, Sabrina Carpenter, who released her latest album, Emails I Can't Send, last year, will join Swift on the road as her opening act across all dates, including the previous announced Latin American shows. The new dates come after Swift announced her first international leg in Latin America early this month. At the time, she teased that there were lots more international dates to come soon, and she promised. So for more information on ticket sales, visit taylorswift.com slash tour. Swift is currently midway through the U.S. dates of her era tours and will continue this weekend with two shows in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She kicks things off in March and is set to wrap the leg of her tour in Los Angeles on August 9th. Her show had been star-studded affair with everyone from Miles Taylor, uh, Drew Barrymore, Reese Willispoon, and Paul Rudd stepping out to catch her three-hour-long set. Swift is gearing up for the July 7 release of Speak Now, the Taylor version, which will include six brand-new songs from The Vault. And earlier this month, a report from Fortune predicted that the era tour could potentially generate $4.6 billion for local economies throughout the U.S. US based on how much ticket holders are spending to attend each show. Meanwhile, stars like Flavor Flay revealed that they plan to catch the era tours twice. 
After a lengthy hiatus and false starts, Normani Returns to Music is almost complete. The singer partnered with Bose to preview her new single, Candy Paint, on Tuesday, oh no, I'm sorry, tomorrow, on Thursday, June 15, and promote their new Quiet Comfort headphones and earbuds. She said, quote, she said she's really excited to partner with Bose, especially going into this new chapter. And in terms of her career and her music, she knows the wait has been extensive, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And she just feels like the, partic- uh, the partnership could have, have come to come at a better time. Um, the 27-year-old, this is what she had explained in Billboard. Um, separately, if you checked out the Bo- the Bose website, the Wild Side singer revealed that part of her hiatus was because her father was diagnosed with cancer a year after her mother was going through chemotherapy, and after having dealt with such ordeal, uh, uh, Normani, Normani, Normani's da- dad told her that she's ready for her to take over the world. And despite being known for taking her time with music, she expressed that putting candy paint together came relatively quickly. Uh, she says it's a fun, assertive record where she was able to showcase her goofball personality. And without announcing anything regarding her solo debut album, Namani did share that this chapter of her life can be described as transformative. And in a Black Music Month miracle, Ralphie... Ralphie, Ralphie I can't talk today. Raphael Sadiq and his Tony, Tony, Tony bandmates, Dwayne Wiggins and Timothy Christian Riley, have formally announced their reunion for the upcoming Just Me and You tour. This marks the trio first time performing together in nearly 25 years. The 25-city run produced by Live Nation will encompass songs from Sadiq's entire catalog, including brand new material, his solo record with those with Lucy Pearl, uh, hits he's written for others, and of course, tunes from Tony Tony Tony's legendary discography like Feel Good, Whatever You Want, Anniversary, and It Never Rains in Southern California. The tour that was first announced back in March begins this fall in Birmingham, Alabama, and will land in major cities like New York, Detroit, Chicago, Nashville, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and their hometown of Oakland. A very special artist and city pre-sale goes live today. Wednesday, June 21st. The Live Nation and Spotify pre-sale will follow on Thursday, June 22nd at 10 a.m. local time, and general on-sale will be available on Friday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. local time. All tickets may be purchased through uh, Raphael Sadiq's official website. And pop star Bieber, Bieber, Bieber Rexa returned to the stage Tuesdays after she was struck in the face by a cell phone telling a Philadelphia crowd that uh, I can't get another bruise. Rexa was hospitalized Sunday after an audience member allegedly hurled the phone during her concert at the rooftop at Pier 17 right here in New York City. Nicholas Malvalna, 27, of Manalapan, New Jersey, was arrested for allegedly throwing the phone Sunday night. His charges include assault and aggravated harassment. He was released Monday and has a court appearance scheduled for next month. The Brooklyn-born Rexa... Uh, who addressed the incident multiple times ahead of Tuesday concert, including with an Instagram photo showing her bruised and bandaged eye and the caption, I'm good. 
hours before the Philadelphia show. Rexa confirmed she would move forward with her Best and Night of My Life tour. The three-time Grammy nominee, whose real name is Bleda Rexa, is known for songs such as I'm Good, Blue, and Meant to Be. And to mark the relaunch of her Las Vegas residency, Adele gave fans more than what they bargained for, too much information. During the June 16 kickoff of the second run of the weekends with Adele at the Coliseum at Caesar Palace, the Oscar and Grammy-winning singer revealed she was diagnosed with jock-ish. She attributed the cause of the fungal skin infection common among athletes to repeatedly wearing Spanx during her weekly concert. The 35-year-old British superstar said she had been prescribed ointment for sweating a lot on stage in the popular shapewear. And according to the Mayo Clinic, jock itch is an infection that causes an itchy rat in warm, moist areas of the body, such as the groin and inner thighs. After some false starts, Adele began her eagerly anticipated Sin City residency in November of 2022, with the initial run ending in March. The second run is scheduled to continue through November. And singer Kesha revealed she almost died in January, sharing details about her recent health problems in an interview with Self Magazine. The incident reportedly occurred after an egg freeze and procedure the singer underwent at the end of 2022. Kesha was in the Bahamas for a New Year's Eve show and reported feeling, feeling unusually weak after the performance. Hospital tests would later reveal that the 36-year-old singer was experiencing complications from freezing her eggs several weeks prior. And without revealing too much of the details, the star claimed she was transferred to a separate hospital in Miami where she remained for over a week. Kesha went on to explain that the complication was due in part to an autoimmune disorder she was diagnosed with in 2022. Her condition known as common variable immunodeficiency known as CVID, is described by the Mayo Clinic as an immune system disorder that causes you to have low levels of the protein that help fight infections. It also can lead to repeated infections in your ears, sinuses, and respiratory system and increased risk of digestive disorder, autoimmune disorder, blood disorder, and cancer, according to the clinic. And during the interview, Kesha also discussed her initial hesitation in sharing the diagnosis publicly, she said she didn't want to be that whiny, privileged girl. Also, her image has been that of going out and having fun. She added that she had some difficulty in caring for herself after the incident and felt exhausted trying to keep up with interviews, photo shoots, and everything else that came with her fame. Yeah. And uh, the two surviving members of Migos seem to have ended their reported conflict. Quavo and Offset reunited on Sunday to celebrate take off the third member of the rap group on what would have been his le- uh, late rapper's 29th birthday. Quavo posted an Instagram photo of himself talking to Offset as they joined others at the event, all for take, he wrote on his Instagram caption. Podcast host Parlay also shared an Instagram story video of the group releasing a lantern into the sky in takeoff or honor. The memorial celebration came nearly four and a half months after Quavo and Offset reportedly got into a physical altercation at the 2023 Grammys. TMZ reported at the time that the two rappers fought because Quavo blocked Offset from joining him in a tribute to takeoff at the February awards show. Um, takeoff was fatally shot outside a Houston bowling alley in November of 2022 with police calling him an innocent bystander in an argument at the venue that night. 
Quavo is also naming his upcoming solo album Rocket Power in honor of Takeoff. And uh, that will do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Make sure you stay safe. Tune in to the end. June Black Music Month still continues with the BET Awards this Sunday on BET. You guys have a great week. Talk to you soon, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>